Book two, chapter twenty four of the Mystical City of God, volume two, by the Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Agreda. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book two, chapter twenty four. The Holy Travelers, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, arrive in Egypt, and after some wanderings, they come to Heliopolis, where great miracles are wrought. I have already mentioned that the flight of the incarnate word contained other mysteries and aimed at more exalted ends than to evade Herod and his persecution. The flight into Egypt was to afford the infant savior an occasion of visiting that country and performing the miracles spoken of by the ancient prophets. Isaiah more expressly prophesies them when he says that the Lord shall ascend upon a swift cloud and enter into Egypt that the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence, and that the heart of the Egyptians shall melt in the midst thereof. Isaiah chapter 19 verse 1 These and other things contained in this prophecy happened at the time of the birth of Christ our Lord, yet passing over what does not pertain to my purpose, I wish to say that, continuing their pilgrimage in the manner already described, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph arrived in the populated districts of Egypt. Before they came to the place of their abode in Heliopolis, they were conducted by the angels, according to the ordainment of the Most High, in a roundabout way, so that they might pass through many places, where God wished his miracles and blessings to be wrought for the good of the Egyptians. Thus it came that they consumed in this journey more than fifty days, and the distance of their journey from Bethlehem, or Jerusalem, amounted to more than two hundred leagues, while by our direct route, such long protracted travel would not have been necessary. Egypt was given to idolatry and its concomitant superstition. Even the small villages of this country were full of idols. In many of these places, temples had been built where the demons dwelt, and the inhabitants, instructed by these devils, gathered in them to offer services and sacrifices in their honor, while the demons answered their prayers by oracles, thus obtaining full control of this foolish and superstitious nation. Steeped in these deceits, they lived on in such error and subjection to the demons, that only the strong arm of the Lord, which is the incarnate word, could rescue these forsaken people and deliver them from the oppression of Lucifer. It was a harder and more dangerous slavery than that in which the Egyptians had held the people of Israel. Exodus chapter 1 verse 11 in order to obtain this deliverance and enlighten those that were living in the region and the shadows of death. Luke chapter 1 verse 79 And in order that they might see the great light spoken of by Isaiah's. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 The Most High ordained that the Son of Justice, Christ. Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 Shortly after his birth, should appear in Egypt in the arms of his most fortunate mother, and that he should journey and pass through this country, illumining it everywhere by the power of his divine light. So then the infant Jesus, with his mother and St. Joseph, reached the inhabited country of Egypt. On entering the towns, the divine infant, in the arms of his mother, raised his eyes and his hands to the Father, asking for the salvation of these inhabitants, held captive by Satan and immediately he made use of his sovereign and divine power, and drove the demons from the idols, and hurled them into the infernal abyss. 
like lightning flashed from the clouds they darted forth and descended into the lowermost caverns of hell and darkness luke chapter ten verse four at the same instant the idols crashed to the ground the altars fell to pieces and the temples crumbled to ruins the cause of these marvelous effects were known to the heavenly lady for she united her prayers with those of her most holy son as cooperatrix of his salvation saint joseph also knew this to be the work of the incarnate word and he praised and extolled him in holy admiration but the demons although they felt the divine power knew not whence this power proceeded the egyptian people were astounded at these inexplicable happenings although among the more learned ever since the sojourn of jeremias in egypt an ancient tradition was current that a king of the jews would come and that the temples of the idols would be destroyed yet of this prophecy the common people had no knowledge nor did the learned know how it was to be fulfilled and therefore the terror and confusion was spread among all of them as was prophesied by isaiah isaiah chapter nine verse one in this disturbance and fear some reflecting on these events came to our great lady and saint joseph and in their curiosity at seeing these strangers in their midst they also spoke to them about the ruin of their temples and their idols making use of this occasion the mother of wisdom began to undeceive these people speaking to them of the true god and teaching them that he is the one and only creator of heaven and earth who is alone to be adored and acknowledged as god that all others are but false and deceitful gods nothing more than the wood or clay or metal of which they are made having neither eyes nor ears nor any power that the same artisans that made them and any other man could destroy them at pleasure since any man is more noble and powerful than they that the oracles which they gave forth were answers of the lying and deceitful demons within them and that the latter had no power since there is but one true god the heavenly lady was so sweet and kind in her words and at the same time so full of life and force her appearance was so charming and all her intercourse was accompanied by such salutary effects that the rumor of the arrival of these strange pilgrims quickly spread about in the different towns and many people gathered to see and hear them moreover the powerful prayers of the incarnate word wrought a change of hearts and the crumbling of the idols caused an incredible commotion among these people instilling into their minds knowledge of the true god and sorrow for their sins without their knowing whence or through whom these blessings came to them jesus mary and joseph pursued their way through many towns of egypt performing these and many other miracles driving out the demons not only from the idols but out of many bodies possessed by them curing many that were grievously and dangerously ill enlightening the hearts by the doctrines of truth and eternal life by these temporal benefits and others so effectual in moving the ignorant earthly-minded people many were drawn to listen to the instructions of mary and joseph concerning a good and salutary life they arrived at heliopolis which lies in the direction of Thebade, and is called by some the city of mercury in it there were many idols infested by powerful demons one of them dwelt in a tree at the entrance of the city for the neighboring inhabitants had begun to venerate this tree on account of its size and beauty whence the demon had taken occasion to erect his seat in it when the incarnate word came within the sight of this tree not only was the demon hurled from his seat and cast into hell but the tree bowed down to the ground as if rejoiced by its good fortune 
for even the senseless creatures testified how tyrannical is the dominion of the devil this miraculous reverence of the trees happened at other times during this journey of christ although these incidents are not all recorded but the memory of this event remained for centuries for the leaves and fruits of this tree cured many sicknesses of this miracle some authors make mention as well as of others in other cities visited by the incarnate word and his mother there is to this day a traditional fountain near cairo from which the heavenly lady drew water for herself and the child and for washing his clothes all this rests on truth and the veneration for these wonders and these places still lives not only among the faithful who visit the holy places but also among the infidels who there occasionally obtain temporal benefits from the hands of the lord for also the infidels sometimes obtain certain favors in order that the lord may be justified before them or in order that the memory of his wonders may be preserved but it is not necessary to speak of them especially just now since the principal wonders during the stay of our lord in egypt were wrought in heliopolis which not without mysterious import was called city of the sun and is now called cairo the grand in writing of these wonders i asked the great queen in astonishment how she could have travelled with the child through so many strange providences and cities for it appeared to me that she thereby prolonged exceedingly the labours and hardships of their journey and our lady replied do not wonder that my most holy son and i journeyed so far in order to gain souls for the sake of even one soul if possible and if there would be no other way we would willingly traverse the whole world if what jesus and mary did for the salvation of us men does seem great to us it is because we do not understand the immensity of their love and because we understand just as little how to make a proper return for such love on account of these strange happenings when so many of the demons were driven by a new and unwanted power to populate hell lucifer was highly disturbed furiously enraged he issued forth into the world in order to investigate the cause of such unlooked-for events he roamed about through all egypt where so many temples and altars of his idols had been overthrown and reaching heliopolis the largest of the cities and the scene of the greatest destruction in his dominions he sought to ascertain with the utmost anxiety what kind of people dwelt therein he found nothing new except that most holy mary had arrived in the city of the infant jesus he made no account deeming him a child just like all the rest of that age for he knew nothing particular about him but as he had been so often vanquished by the virtues and holiness of the virgin mother he was seized with a new consternation although he considered a woman far too insignificant for such great works yet he resolved anew to persecute her and to stir up against her his associates in wickedness he therefore returned immediately to hell and calling a meeting of the princes of darkness told them of the destruction of the temples and idols in egypt for these demons had been hurled by the divine power from their habitations with such suddenness confusion and torment that at their departure they were unable to ascertain the fate of the idols and temples which they were forced to leave lucifer informing them of all that had happened and that he feared the destruction of his reign in egypt told them that he could not ascertain or understand what was the cause of this ruin since he had found there only that woman his enemy for so the dragon called most holy mary and though he knew that her power was extraordinary yet he did not presume it to be so great as to account for such portents 
nevertheless he wished them to begin a new war against her and that all should prepare themselves for it the satellites of lucifer proclaimed their readiness to obey trying to console him in his desperate fury and promising him victory as if their forces were as great as their arrogance isaiah chapter sixteen verse six many legions of devils accordingly sallied forth from hell and betook themselves to the place where the queen of heaven was at that time as they suspected that god had used the most holy mary as his instrument in causing all their losses in that unfortunate country they thought they could make up for their defeat and restore their dominion if they succeeded in overcoming her but they were astonished to find that when they attempted to approach her in order to begin their diabolical temptations they could not come nearer to her than a distance of two thousand paces for they were restrained by the divine power which they perceived issuing forth from the heavenly lady herself although lucifer and the hostile bands struggled violently they were paralyzed and as if bound in strong and tormenting shackles without being able to reach the most unconquerable queen while she witnessed their struggles holding in her arms the omnipotence of god himself as lucifer persevered in his attempts he was suddenly hurled into the abyss of hell with all his squadrons and wicked spirits this defeat and ruin filled the dragon with vast torment and anxiety and as the like had overtaken him repeatedly since the incarnation he began to have new misgivings whether the messiahs had not come into the world but since he knew nothing of the mystery and expected the messiahs to come in great splendor and renown he remained in uncertainty and doubt full of tormenting fury and wrath he was consumed with the desire to find out the cause of his sufferings and the more he inquired the more he was involved in darkness and so much the less did he ascertain of the true cause instruction given me by the queen of heaven most holy mary my daughter great and above all else to be esteemed is the consolation of the faithful friends of my most holy son when they with lively faith and assurance are permitted to serve the lord of lords and the god of gods who alone holds power and dominion over all creation and who triumphs and reigns over his enemies in this feeling of assurance the intellect is delighted the memory is recreated the will is rejoiced and all the powers of the devout soul enjoy the sweetness of the most exalted activity for they are entirely taken up with this supreme goodness holiness and infinite power which has need of none outside of itself and whose will governs all created things second book of maccabees chapter fourteen verse thirty five apocalypse chapter four verse eleven oh how many thousandfold blessings do those creatures lose who forgetful of their true happiness employ all the time of their life and all their powers in attending upon visible things pursuing the momentary pleasures and seeking the apparent and deceitful goods of this world in the knowledge and light vouchsafed to thee i would wish my daughter that thou withdraw thyself from this danger and that thy intellect and memory occupy themselves continually with the reality of the existence of thy god in this endless sea engulf and annihilate thyself repeating without cessation who is like to god our lord that dwells on high and looks upon the humble in heaven and on earth psalm one hundred twelve verse five who is like to him that is almighty and depends upon no one that humbles the proud and casts down those whom the blind world calls powerful 
that triumphs over the demon and hurls him into the abyss in order that thy heart may dilate so much the more upon these truths and attain a greater power over the enemies of the most high and of thyself i wish that as far as is possible thou imitate me glorying in the victories and triumphs of his mighty arm and seeking thyself to have a share in those which he gains over this cruel dragon no created tongue not that of the seraphim can describe what my soul felt when i beheld my most holy son working such wonders against his enemies for the benefit of the souls blinded and terrorized by their errors and for the exaltation and honor of the most high in this jubilation i magnified the lord and in company with my son i composed new hymns of praise as his mother and as spouse of the holy ghost thou art a daughter of the holy church and a spouse of my most blessed son favored by his grace therefore it is just that thou be zealous in acquiring this glory and honor for him striving against his enemies and battling for the triumphs of thy spouse End of chapter twenty four